welcome to another episode of the Black Jackson Estate, episode 8. Prepare yourself, we're going into the catalog of every single Jackson brother. Let's go. Letting the top down, got the wind in our hair. Nothing to worry about, without a care. like a combination of every game show ever you can phone a friend tag somebody in if you don't know the answer it's all for fun i promise y'all not going to know all these answers because they are encompassing all the brothers and we all learned a whole lot about them all in the past day so um first question is for user 1.5 oh okay what was michael jackson's first single from off the wall Ooh. Ooh. Don't stop till you get enough. Keep on. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. Yes. All right. And the next question, Alicia. How many albums? Let me tell you what. If you you might know it. If you don't, nobody else knows it, I promise you. How many okay. albums did Jermaine Jackson release between the years nineteen eighty and nineteen eighty nine? Three? <laughs> no, ma'am. More. Oh. <laughs> More? Anybody else got a guess? Jermaine was working. Uh, uh, five. Uh, keep it pushing. Seven. What? <laughs> Seven albums. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> he was working. Y'all so, say that man don't work. That seven, man was working. Seven <laughs> And he had, you know, seven albums. He was ready. Um, he released an album in 1980, 1981, 1982, 1984, 1989. What the world is on your shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> he got confused. He thinks it's 2019, making albums every day. He was. He pulled one of the. He pulled a Chris Brown. Love uh, a heartbreak on a on a full moon. It's not seven. It was six. Lamont, I said oh. six. Okay. Okay. So correct the record, please. It is Jermaine Jackson released six albums between 1980 and 1989. That's called Al- albums that nobody was buying. But get your line. <laughs> he was just kidding. He was like he didn't know what Michael was doing, so he was just like. <laughs> Let's talk about what's really magical here. Jermaine got approved for a budget six yes. times. Six times. That means somebody believed in him. That means somebody believed in him. And I, I mean, I you know, that's you know he that's, believed in him, and that is a lesson inside of that, but I'm not gonna go. preach tonight. That's, that is a whole that's a whole lesson inside of that. What, what's the lesson? What's the lesson? Go yes, what's the lesson? Okay, if don't nobody believe in you, you keep releasing your album. <laughs> Telling yourself, you keep, you keep, you keep, okay, you don't let these people just, they don't like it. Somebody wants you. Somebody wants what you got to offer. Keep doing it. Six times in nine years. Yeah. Keep doing it. 
Yeah. Michael didn't do it. Now, it also gives us a lesson about quality over quantity, but I won't preach about that neither. Did you just just come well, I Michael? think we need that lesson. That's the, that's the most important lesson. Give us that one. How are you going to give him praise the man? And then well, you talk. also need to know when you're not working. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randall. Your question. What three Jackson brothers released solo projects in 1989? In 1989? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Marlon's came out in 1987, so it's not him. Um, I want to say Randy was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely Jermaine is the other. <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> Tito just came out with his first one, so it's not him. Um, Jackie had a solo. Yeah. Ooh, you got it. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Of elimination. That was good. So, be be the one, which was Jackie's album, came out in September of '89. The came out in October of '89. So that was a hell of a Christmas. Um, everybody got an album for Christmas, I'm sure, from one day. <laughs> and then, don't take it personal. From Jermaine came out in August. So August, September, October, they was like bam, bam, bam. Wow. And Michael was like, I'm on the bad tour. Yeah, <laughs> basically, chilling, getting ready for dangerous. <laughs> I'm not doing this with y'all. I'm on, I'm on tour. All right. I, I got a spaceship. Remember, you did good. I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud. All right, user two. What's popping? User two. What duet between, what duet by two brothers was performed on the victory tour? Tell me I'm not dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael came in so hard in that oh, song. Yeah. Did he come in like this song? He, he sounded like he like was parachuted in. <laughs> and like it, they dropped his ass right in front of the mic and was like, hit it. I don't know. I love it. Energy. All right, Lamont. Okay. What Eddie Murphy film soundtrack does Marlon Jackson appear on? Uh, my girl wants to party all the time. <laughs> <laughs> my girl wants to party all the time. That's about that is this catchy, right? That's about. Mm-hmm. So that's wrong, but. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want to guess? It's not. It's an Eddie Murphy soundtrack for for Eddie Murphy movie. He was on it, and we were shocked to find this. What out. year was it? Someone asked Marlon to be on a soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he um, asked them, and they had room. Was it Golden Child or something? One of those. Yes. Oh, it was Golden Child. Okay. All right. Last question is up in the air, but I think I think Randall actually answered. What two Jackson brothers released solo albums in 1987? Marlon and Michael. Yep. Do you know the 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 difference in time? How far apart? 
Well, we the like this last time I was on the show, we talked about Michael's. His came out on the thirty first of August, nineteen eighty seven. Um, Marlins, I'm I'm admittedly not sure. Baby tonight, that song y'all all love came out July thirteenth. Can you imagine how much of a shadow that cast on that? He should have picked January, maybe. What <laughs> did the song that he did on, on Arsenio? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. That's that's all the trivia I got. You guys did great um, handling those very tough questions. I thought they were hard anyway. <laughs> they were interesting. <laughs> It's another episode. <laughs> we need a theme song. Oh, God. No, we don't. <laughs> we're going to play some motherfucking Tito time at the beginning of this bitch. And it's lit. <laughs> Nowhere fast. <laughs> uh, so let's jump into the convo on these albums. So let's discuss the task at hand. Okay. We were assigned uh, the very intensive homework of walking through each of the Jackson Brothers albums. So user one, we had a very long discussion before we sent y'all the final list of albums. Can Let's walk through like how we ended up with the list that we ended up with for everyone who's going to be listening today. And Okay, so we did have to come up with it. It wasn't random, y'all. We did kind of go back and forth about it. So the criteria really was solo albums outside of Motown's influence. So Motown has this, you know, they started Motown, they had this whole machine. And you can kind of hear that if you listen to Jackie's Motown album and Michael's stuff, it's all the same sort of Motown machine. Their kids, they didn't have a say in it. They didn't have any sort of creative control. Michael probably had the most creative control and every and so if he had the most, and that wasn't so, but so much, everyone else was certainly not given consideration. So we didn't want to include those albums because we didn't feel they were reflective of the brothers' solo individuality as, as solo artists. So we said we're only going to use the albums they created as adults post Motown. Now the wrinkle in that is that Jermaine stayed with Motown much longer than the rest of his brothers did, and that's why the kids didn't want his autograph. So. We gave the. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you bring up that story a lot. our last podcast, yeah, you know, I'm not said. going shade. I'm repeating what he said. He said the kids didn't want his his. No, make me cuss. Yeah, the kids is, didn't yeah. want the autograph. They said you the one who broke. You up broke the up the group. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. There's the wrinkle in how we chose this because he has a number of albums that he probably did have more creative control over, but he's still on Motown. So we said we're going to pull some of those in. Wrinkle number two is still a Jermaine wrinkle. He has so many bodies of work. He really had a lot to say to the world and still does. Through Alicia. Alicia. Alicia feels the way we all feel right now. It's true. I'm just telling you how we did it. So, we said, okay, he's got a lot to say. He's got uh, quite a bit to say. It would take a whole podcast to just go through his stuff. So then we said, okay, how do we parse this down into something doable for him? Because all the other brothers only have one album that they released as solo artists. 
So we came up with the strategy of only using a greatest hits of Jermaine. And then if you wanted to listen to some of the other stuff in totality, you certainly could, but we weren't going to force that on you because it's way too big of a discography for one individual for us to go with that. So that's how we parsed it down. Michael is not included because it's not about him, but obviously his influence influences them. And that's clearly seen in their music. I think Randy the most, because they, they, they are the, probably the best writers between Randy, Michael, and Jackie. And so you hear a lot of that in Michael showing up in them and them showing up in Michael um, in some ways, especially in their sound. So that's how we kind of figured out how to get it all together. And so um, I know life got in the way and I was listening to stuff driving at work, trying to figure out how to get it all in. If you didn't, that's okay. We're going to interject some songs so that you hear clips. We're putting a playlist together of our favorite tracks from non-Michael Jackson's brothers, right? We want all of you to contribute a track you love. We're going to tell you the ones we already picked so that you don't duplicate it and you can pick a different track that'll be represented. And we're going to include that in our show notes and links to the uh, playlist for Apple users. And we'll figure something else out for everybody who's on that. That's that. It's beautiful. So, um, I think the first thing we should do is just walk through the experience of each of the albums, and then uh, we can try to like make some determinations about where and who uh, not was most successful, but had the most bops. I think that's fair. All right, sweet. So. Before we do that, let's cross the bridge of how we even got here to doing this episode. So so MJ After Dark was happening before I got uh, sidetracked with life. Mm. And um, I started doing commercial breaks because it was easier. And I just was like, I just need something to fill some time. So I just chose to start with some of their stuff. I didn't think anybody was going to really listen to it because no one talks about them online. So I didn't really know where it was going to go. But I just wanted to throw the brothers, you know, music out there because it was kind of easy to find on youtube and lamont randall alicia destiny who's not with us she couldn't she couldn't be on tonight they uh, they all jumped in and we you know we already had talked a little bit about the brothers so it, it kind of became easy but the other people on twitter started to pick them up and kind of comment on their stuff so it was like the perfect segue to say well let's talk about these guys i bet nobody has talked about these guys and that is a disservice to them um, because they do got some real, some hitters and it's just like, they just so happen to be the, in the shadow of the greatest entertainer of all time, but they've got their own body of work that's worth discussing. So that's how we came to be here. And I'm glad we get to talk about them because I think people are really going to enjoy the conversation. We should start with Marlon. Marlon had that bop called Don't Go. Uh, I think Don't Go was like number two on Billboard. It charted. With that, Marlon. Uh, did anybody listen to Marlon's album in full? I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alicia, so did I. I to my it was it was quite an experience (laughs) okay so alicia listen lamont did you listen to marlon 
I like Baby Don't Go. I, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Randall. I was not able to uh, to capture it, but in the run-up to this uh, episode, I definitely watched that Arsenio Hall uh, performance of Baby Tonight a few times. Um, that was a spirited performance, for sure. Um, <laughs> he was selling that song. He was working hard. Was I got to give it to him. I'm going to be honest. Like, the energy that Marlon gave on that Arsenio episode and the energy that we got in Morganton, North Carolina was the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> He's the performer. When I tell you guys, like, I don't know if, if anyone else has seen them in uh, when they're touring. If he wasn't there, you would have a literally, you just would not have the energy they have. He has so much energy. You take what he had in 1989 and then do the half-life like they do in science. Half-life it, <laughs> flip half-life. it, flip it and reverse it. That's him today. And he is just like, he's on 100. He got that little belt. He, you know, he, man, he does have that belt, that belt. Man, they don't even, y'all, y'all, okay, next year we're going to run up on them again. Everybody on the call, we're going to run up. <laughs> well, I mean, I think about stuff like that, and I'm like, there's a reason why him and Michael had that dynamic on stage. Um, I think about, you know, the Victory Tour, and they would have that, that one particular moment where like he Michael replicates it on the bad tour with that with that other backup dancer. Right. And they're like doing that that like shimmy move. I don't know how to describe it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, he was he had that <laughs> he had that energy, like you said. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I think Baby Tonight as a whole um was it, the whole project was just chaos. Like, I <laughs> I can't <laughs> down to anything other than that. Like, felt Marlon's frantic, frantic energy. Uh, that's the only thing that was really consistent coming from me. But, Frenetic. huh? Frenetic. Frenetic? <laughs> <laughs> I said frantic. I know, I gave you a, a new word. She's trying to clean it up for you. No, I'm trying to advance it. No, she wants me to use a completely different term. And no, I meant what I said. It's frantic. Genetic <laughs> energy. It's, Look a it lot of, it's wild, is what it is. It's wild. Um, I just wonder about like <laughs> the production. I just didn't quite understand what lane Marlon was going for. but He was going for his lane. Mm. I guess. Have you? Okay, let me ask y'all this. Have any of y'all seen the interviews he's done in the 80s on, like, different shows, different night shows? Like, and this is leading up to the release of his album and post the release of his album. Has anyone seen any of those interviews? I think I might have seen one or two, but I don't know well, if he's talking about the music or if he's talking about well, his family. They keep asking about Michael. The, oh, you know, yeah. This is the place where everybody... They want to talk about themselves. They have their own sound and ambitions and they're releasing their own album. And then in their own album release, they have to talk about their brother. What interview do you know when Michael, when Michael released Bad, where they asked him about Marlins? Yeah, true. So it's like they got, I mean, they love their brother, but it's also, you know, they, they're men. 
with some pride, you know, they don't want to live in his shadow the way that it kind of turned out to be. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, he is frantic and everything. And I think he's just trying to say, hey, look, I know you like my brother, but we're here too. And we also are part of that success. And we also have talent. I don't mean to be predictable here, but do you think Jermaine had that problem? Because I don't feel, I feel like it's only that problem with Marlon because it wasn't a well-executed project. What do you think? Do I think Jermaine had that problem? Right. Uh, Well, yeah, that's my question because he wrote a word to the bad. Of course he had that problem. Yeah, fair. Come on, come on, come on. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And sad. But I just feel like Marlon's project, it could have been better, but you know, who knows? You went through it. Let me look at the track list. There are some things, there are some real gems here. Um, Where Do I Stand had to arguably be the worst song. And so I'm going to skip right over that. Was that the slow song? Where do I stand? Yeah, that was really bad. so I cannot comment. I really, I really enjoy Baby Tonight. I really enjoy it. <laughs> It's not a roast episode. It's serious. really convincing, Every time it don't get serious, you, you interject, let's get serious. You play that loop. <laughs> oh, you know, that'll be my freaking pleasure. That's serious? Yeah, no. Um, um, Don't Go was really good. There's a video to that. I don't know if you guys watched it. I didn't post it because I didn't like the video. But um, there's a video to it that he released. And I did think that was one of the stronger songs. On, I think there are really three strong songs on the album. And that's one of them. I, I did like that one. I think when it becomes, he has a voice that kind of sits below the note. What does that mean? Damn it. What does that mean? I don't. It's all me. Enough? I'm trying, I'm trying oh. to be nice. Oh. I think I, he reminds me of like Silk the Shocker or Blueface. What? Marlon is always just this much off the beat. Like you like the baby? Not the baby. First of all, don't do the baby because I'm going to see that nigga on Monday night. 
here's the thing about Marlon. I think Marlon is a better performer than he is a, a solo artist. And, you know, after seeing the Victory Tour the first time, I was like, this is, like, Marlon's my new favorite Jackson. Like, which one of these brothers can keep up with Michael like this? Like, none of them. He is yeah. incredible as a performer. And I think that's his strong suit. So, like, even when we went to see him in Morganton, I was like, you know, although we were all sad and very disappointed that Jermaine couldn't make it, um, you know, Marlon was, Marlon was, you know, a huge part of the show and he really kept the show moving. I mean, he had energy for days. So, um, I, I, I understand his, his need maybe to do a solo album, maybe the pressure because he is a Jackson. He's a part of this legacy, this, you know, dynasty. Um, but I mean, I think that chore choreography performance, I think that's his, that's his lane. I'll agree with that. You know, I think Marlon got in and he got out. He got mm -hmm. in, he got out. He, you know? Smart man, smart man. That's it. Like, you, you got to put it on the books. You know? It's <laughs> one on the roster or whatever. And now we're moving on. He got in, he got out. And now he just minds his business and he tries to lead his brothers in his band the best way that he can and i think he does a great job so randall randall randy randall <laughs> one to five five being the best what do you rate marlon's solo effort oh spicy um again based on my limited exposure to uh marlon's project i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the three um as, as satisfactory. Um, I did see, I want to say I researched a little bit, I did see that it went gold. So, you know, that's more than a little bit. Um, so I, I, you know, he, like you said, he came in, got in and got out, but I think he got what he wanted to get while he was in there. So. That's a good way to put it. And gold's 500,000, ain't it? Right. 1987 that's <clears throat> that's work yeah alicia what you listen to the whole thing so what do you think one to five what what's what's your score five is the best if we're saying one is like that friday song i'm gonna say marlon's a two because <laughs> he had a couple of, i mean he one of his songs charted number two on the r&b cart charts cart charts i yeah. just say it wasn't for me but God bless him, and I. <laughs> you saw me taking a sip. Don't do that. Jesus, let me take a sip too. I'm straight out of the bottle at this point. <laughs> well, I haven't heard the whole album, but I'm gonna give him a five for effort. So there you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Effort. He did try. I mean, it's it's very difficult to release an album knowing that your brother's about to release an album. Did they know? And, and he just had the biggest out. They knew. I, Everybody knew that it was coming. Well, but you know, Michael ain't telling about nothing. No, well, they well, they knew yeah. enough. I, I I guarantee you, Mama Katie told said, "Listen." <laughs> she said, "Listen, she Michael sure done is. told me that time." <laughs> Don't tell him. Cause I'm gonna deny it. You know how old they mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I didn't do it. But they knew. I mean, I think that takes a lot of guts to just release that album. Jermaine did the same thing in '82. 
Well, Jermaine's album came out before Michael, before Thriller in 82. But the thing that was kind of crazy was at that time, Michael still had the biggest selling album of any black artist in history with Off the Wall. So even to release, before Thriller just became big, to release your album following up on your brother's heels from that success is still brave. Yeah. I, I mean, I give him that. So I'm going to give him a four because he danced in a way that I think most of us would just go sit down in a corner butt naked trying to catch our breath. And he really did commit himself to trying to create an album that he felt people would enjoy and that reflected who he was as an artist, as a solo artist. So I'm going to give Wait, him Are we rating on effort or the actual no, it's your project? It's your personal. You don't have to do on effort. Because I understand that one. I just didn't want <laughs> to go down like that. I mean, I just want the audience to know I'm not a bad person. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was the first one up on this rating probably. You know, I'm going to shut up. Forget it. <laughs> that's fine. That one is fine. If that's how you feel, baby, then you go with that one. Because I'm going to tell you, you know, songs I heard, I was like, mm, baby, just stick with the choreo. <laughs> and that Arsenio Hall performance, so, he, he looked good and he danced good. That boy, good. He's a hell of a performer. I just want America <laughs> and international world to know my feelings. Marley hit that shoulder so hard. Don't go! <laughs> <laughs> That's so serious! <laughs> I need, I need to put that. I need to take the button and bring y'all black ass back. Leave him alone. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I need to button up Jermaine playing that bass line on Let's Get Serious. He like to do. I have a question. Yeah. Um, y'all said that um, at the show that you attended, that Jermaine wasn't there because he was busy. Busy doing what? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you all about it, Lamonta. I'm about to be on every podcast now. <laughs> Too busy for his show. Too busy. They said he was sick. They said he was sick. Oh. He said he was sick, but I had already called it. If if the listeners will go back two or three podcasts, you'll see that user two and I already called that he wasn't going to show up at the show. Well, he was telling the truth. He was sick. Y'all don't know what that um, meant. He was not sick, Lamont. My theory, I will continue to repeat this, is that if Jermaine does not post the video, Jermaine's not going. I don't care which version of the promo pictures you got. If you got the one with all four of them and you put that on the, on the motherfucking flyer that you put up at the neighborhood <laughs> grocery store, then that's on you. Because if Jermaine didn't post it on Instagram, he's not going. And that's like exactly OJ. what happened. If I didn't say it here, it didn't happen. That's what OJ said on his Twitter. <laughs> and now Jermaine's OJ. Let's get serious. <laughs> mm. now, I think it was mental exhaustion, which is a sickness. So, okay, wow. Oh. I think he just didn't want to go to the boonies. And honestly, I didn't either. We oh. met some really good, good folk out there. We did okay. not meet any good folk out there except for Tito. <laughs> we met. After waiting outside for 45 minutes, we met the Jack. And that, oh. that was it. And because we were black, the white people thought we knew them personally. Oh my God. Later, aren't you? That lady was like, what door are they coming out of? 
Hey, we were right. You would have hopped in that Dodge Caravan with him. <laughs> <laughs> that Dodge Caravan was Dodge, y'all. Hey, it was red, red Dodge. Yes. So, I think uh, I think we're all good here on Marlin. We're moving on to the next brother. It's Tito time. Tito time released in two thousand and sixteen. Full of bops, full of bop, bop, bops. Uh. 15 tracks user one you said you thought this album almost had a unfair advantage talk about that so i do because it's a different time in their lives and their music so they all released their solo albums in the 80s different sound different instruments different technology different seasoning you know when you put something in the when you season it and put it in the refrigerator overnight and let it marinate, you know how it come out real flavorful the next day or the day after? That's Tito time. Flavorful. The next day. Mm. Everybody else said, it's time to get this work right now. And they were running off the success of their recent success, which I don't blame them for doing. Tito had his children. He admittedly said he invested his time and his life into his, into his kids. And we see that with 3T. And that's commendable. We know they had a tragedy. And he said, I got to step up. I'm not going to get a bunch of nannies to just raise my kids. I'm going to invest in them and what they want to do. So his album comes out in 16. Um, and so I do think he had kind of this advantage of being patient. So I don't think it's unfair. It's an advantage of patience. Um, you remember Papa? You know, that's my part. Um, <laughs> But so I do think he just had this advantage of being patient, not rushing it in the right time, right place, right sound, right musicians. This is a good album. I feel like I could give it to my stepdad and he would be blowing that thing. You know what I mean? It's like, like Randall, you said it too, like you could give it to your parents and they would actually listen to this, you know, and put it yep. on. Anyway, it's a good album. And a great deal. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah. not, not that I ever had any expectations, but I listened to it for the first time and I was like, wow, this, this is just age-appropriate, right? And not trying to be out here, uh, like, with, with some mixtape flows or mixtape beats or, you know, subject matter. Like, it's, it's relevant to his station in life. He, Tito in his bag. Yeah. On his album. Yeah. What was your favorite song? Um, let me look it up. But but cruising stands out to me. Um, let's pull up Tito. Um, there's one. There's one in particular. Um, it's it's on the tip of my tongue. It is one way street. I yes. want to say one. Yes. Yeah. Such a good song. That's that's a great song. Yeah. And it was uh, did you in his house? Did you? It was in his, his house. house. Did yeah. you? Did you like Randall? Did you like the stuff with his sons? I like those those songs. So, I, so, so when I was listening to it, I'm listening to it on Spotify, and it doesn't show at least on those couple songs that is three T. But I was listening to so far so good, and I'm listening to the background vocals. I'm like, that gotta be um, his kids, you know. Uh, but 
you know, now that I'm now that y'all saying it, like, yeah, it makes a lot a lot of sense. And yeah, I like those songs. Is it Terrell and TJ or just one or the other? Well, all three. I think it's all three, right? I want to say, you sure it's not all three? It sounded like it was all three. It's all three. The harmonies are tight. Yeah, harmonies are fire. Yeah, I I couldn't figure out whether Taj was on there, but it did sound like classic 3T harmony. Mm-hmm. What do you say, Alicia? When I was listening to So Far So Good, I got Heal the World vibes from the melody. Anyone else pick that up? Like, mm-hmm. I did too. It's it's um, You can tell Michael's influence, even in, especially I think in Tito's album because of his son and his influence on their career. So yeah, that song definitely gave me some like, I feel like you could have added, if Michael were here and he could have just been added to this album, it would have just been like, that's what's up. Lamont, what you th- did you get to listen to um, Tito Tom? It's a lot, but I know everyone's probably heard One Way Street because of the video. But did you get a chance to listen to some of the other tracks? Um, I heard One Way Street. Um, so far, so good. I, I do agree about the his- um, history. Um, Heal the World vibes. And um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I remember when um, Get It Baby with Big Daddy Kane came out. Oh, yeah. That one. Right around that time, Janet had to, I don't remember what song from Unbreakable was out at that point. And she, she uh, made that video talking about some Get It Baby. Does anyone remember that cute little video? I, I do not. Lamont, let us know. Did that really happen or is she making it up? I, that sure, that happened, yeah. I'll, I'll find the receipt. <laughs> Thank you for Thank you for that very confident. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciate that, Lamar. Now, I will pull that receipt for y'all and circulate it appropriately. He was like, user two and user 1.5 are like the huge Janet fans. I'm a Janet fan, but not. Yeah. But I played the nemesis to their Janet fandomness. Because she be trying to hate on Jan. Oh. I won't Who's hating on Janet? Who's hating on Janet Demita Joe Damn Jackson? Oh. Hello now. Ain't no hate. I just like to get them riled up. I like to get them riled up. I asked them why she grinding on stage at 55 years old. Because she can't. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do it. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. And I'm going to use a Michael nickname. And don't y'all confirm that y'all know who I'm talking about when I say this. But if M M can get up on stage and grind at 55, then Janet can do that too. Uh, You talking about... Damn it, I just said. Everybody knew who he was talking about. More like 75, but get your money. I'll sit for it so the kids can guess. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley sent me a video and she was on stage and I was like, okay, cool. It was in Vegas. And then she hit that floor. And I said, she does a lot. She's hit it in reality as well in her art. But she didn't do that at the show we were at or the show we were at in D.C. Oh, Jan, oh no, yeah. she was real She didn't do that. Here. No, yeah, yeah she and well, here. in D.C., it was, she was a little younger. That was 2009. Yeah. So she could grunt, she could do whatever she wants. She still didn't do it then. So the fact that she was doing it now is a little I mean, complex. she did a little bit with I Get So Lonely Choreo, but she was, <laughs> she was with, um, what's that, the last husband, uh, Wasim. Oh, I, I don't care how we pronounce that nigga name. Fuck him. Let me tell you. <laughs> Janet was, was pussy popping pre-Issa because I 
received it in the front row and I fell out for a minute and my friend <laughs> pulled me up. So don't tell me that Demita just started dropping that thing. She been. She been. Is she divorced? Yeah, well. I think it's close if it ain't final. Yeah. She's out of there. That's all I know. Yeah. That's what's up. How do we get to Janet? She'll let us know. She'll let us know when the paperwork is done. I always want to go to Janet. Maybe talking about Tito. We're talking about Tito. So, Tito time, are we going to do rankings on Tito time? I'm ready for this. Lamont, from what you have listened to on Tito time, what are you giving it one to five? I give him a five, too, for, for the effort. Yeah, I, I'm, I agree. So I'm going to co-sign that, so I'm going to come back around. Randall? Um, I, I, like I said earlier, I pleasantly enjoyed this. This is um, a this is a baby boomer album for sure. Um, if you like good music, you know, as a any other subsequent generation, I think you'll appreciate it. Uh, I'm I'm going to give it a four. Um, but I think with you know repeated listens, it could go up to a five. I listened to most of the album. Um... But yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, so I'll give it a four as well. Use a 1.5. What are you giving it? Um, you know, I give Tito a solid five. I mean, okay. it was it was pretty daggone good. I mean, he came out the big uh, out the gate like the first track was like okay, you know, like okay. So you give him a five. Mm-hmm. Okay. And two. Wow! Wow! What a great piece of work. Uh, I like Tito time. So the average is going to be a 4.5. Let me say this positive thing about Tito time. I want this on the record. I like the fact that he actually used his voice the way that he wanted to because I don't think when they used to have Tito chime in, like on the early Motown stuff, he always took like a lower register. Um, But in this album, uh, he doesn't do that at all. He's like in a nice tenor range, which might surprise some people but i like that tito uh picked it up from off the floor with the tone with the tone and uh that might have been by the suggestion of 3t i don't know but whoever told tito to sing in his upper register i really appreciate it i listened to 2300 jackson street today and they didn't even let tito sing like everybody got a bar everybody got a couple bars but Tito did a rap behind Janet. <laughs> he was just like talking smooth over Janet singing. And I was just like, wait a minute. Y'all did my dog dirty. So I'm here for Tito time. It was lit. Yeah. All right. We're moving on to the next brother. Remember Papa T. <laughs> <laughs> That's the smoothest thing on the start of that song. And it's like building up to the... I know we've been here before. The way he building up to that, like... You remember Papa T? Yeah, I do. like that shit. I love that shit right there. He Mm. did that. Mm. (laughs) That's why you said you would do what you would do. No cap. No cap! (laughs) No cap, Papa T! <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> ratchet. Let's get ratchet. Jackie next. I feel like we should go to Jackie next. Oh, absolutely. The next brother is none other 
than the smoothest Mr. Jackie Jackson with um we're gonna focus on his second album, Be the One, that came out in 1989. But Jackie also had uh, a debut album that came out under the Motown uh, label. So he, Michael, and Jermaine were the only brothers that actually got some solo projects out um, on Motown. Uh, so we're gonna use Be the One as our go to. I like this album. First of all, the cover. Um, is super cute like jermaine jermaine was really good with serving a look but i think jackie served the best one here like look at the execution of that curl look at that jawbone that jaw look at that jawbone and is that silk is he wearing silk that's silk bitch (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking hard too jackie was if you want groupie in over Jackie, you you don't know how to groupie. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's true. I liked um, cruising. I thought it was cool. Tito had a song called Cruising, and Jackie had a song called Cruising. But Jackie's is cruising with a Z, which is uh, really spicy. I wanted a, I wanted a mashup of cruising and speeding. Hmm. Which are you talking about? This group, uh, Jackie's cruising. Let's see what we got here. Listen to Jackie and Fool. I did. User two, check. User one. I did. I hadn't. I, I wasn't able to get to this one. Okay. Did you listen to some of them? I wasn't able to get to it at all. Okay. So the only one you really needed to hear, which I feel like we can play a little bit of, is "Stay." That's the best song on. All right, I gotta say this. Say it. So this is from the sounds of this album and Jermaine's album, the one that I listened to, Precious Moments, in 1986, um, which we're gonna get to later, which I love, um, and probably <laughs> Marlon's album. Like those those songs, those those albums or songs sound to me so quintessentially 80s, like. Yeah. Right, like I don't like they are of the moment, truly, um, in a in a different way than obviously some of the songs from that era that have transcended that era. 
Um, but that doesn't mean that these songs still ain't good. They just, you know, you know when this song came out. Like, you can put yourself, if you were old enough back then, like, in that moment where you were, or you can imagine the soundscape um, that everybody was experimenting with. User 2, can you play some of Bad, the first track of Bad? Because I think this illustrates exactly what you're saying. I literally stopped at one point and went and played the first track of Bad because of exactly what you said, Randall. The, the timelessness of someone's music, whether or not you figured that out or you're stuck in a time. Mm-hmm. And I literally stopped listening. Matter of fact, I think it was Marlon. I stopped listening to it and I, because it came out the same year and I went and listened to the first track of Bad and I listened to what he and Quincy did and you add Jimmy Smith, who was a super bad jazz organist back in the day and how someone from the 30s could be up on a track from the 80s and do it like that. And I said, man, it's not just luck. This is right. real. You know what I mean? This is real musicianship. These are real art. Michael's a, not to take anything away from anyone else, not talking about just his brothers, but when you can only create an album for the period, that's a whole different thing. Go ahead and hit that bad. So what's up? a five <laughs> <laughs> yeah so well because one of the things one of my favorite well my favorite genre of music specifically is new jack swing so having having that energy of an up-tempo beat but having people sing over it it's it's of the time and that's why i appreciate it so hearing songs like stay hearing uh, songs like Marlon's Baby Tonight and hearing um, I think it's I think it's Love I think that's the Jermaine song um, like these these songs are of their time but that still doesn't mean you can't enjoy them yeah I, I felt that energy I think um, to this point like I think you can feel the new Jack swing kind of coming out of all those projects in a way like um, I, Jackie's definitely more than the others, but I feel yes. that energy. It's almost like, it's almost like, well, the, and the other, the other example is within 2300 Jackson Street, which is Jermaine, Randy, Tito, and Jackie. Those four, so this is all happening in 89, where you've got Jermaine dropping an album, Jackie dropping an album. Um, Bad had just come out shortly before that. Who uh, did when was Randy in '89? Yes. It's almost like all that sound was hurtling towards dangerous in like a way that it just like hit the wall and was was something crazy. So um, I heard that too. That's that's um that's noted. Let me ask y'all this: Did anybody notice that Michael is the only one who didn't include? So, his album titles had a title that was not his name. He didn't need it anymore. You knew who he was. Everyone else kind of had to try and tie themselves to the name, which is Jackson. 
you know, either releasing a self-titled album or even if the album had a name, I had to go figure out what it was because on the cover, it just says so big, you know, X Jackson, Marlon Jackson or Brandy Jackson. You know, what's yeah. the actual album, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it kind of says something about where they were and what they knew they could kind of, because Janet didn't have to do that. Jan. Janet threw Jackson away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Miss Jackson, if you're not, like, it, it became a whole other thing for her. She didn't, after she, there's an anchor to her family, but then she said, I got wings of my own. Yeah. You know, and they just couldn't, it just seems like that never really happened for anyone except for the last person we're going to get to, which is the most extensive. And if you look at it, Jackie, the Jackie's cover on this left side. Uh, his name is like lined up on the bridge of the album, just like Michael's is on bad. Mm-hmm. But if you notice too, just with the marketing, the Jackson is at the top. Jackie's at the bottom. What's the Girl. name of Jackie? What's the name of Jackie's album? I don't know. All I see is Jackie. One. It's so small and orange, right? <laughs> you see that? One right. is the name of the album. What's the name of Michael's? You didn't need to know his name. You already knew his name. Yeah. 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 And that's and and that just kind of shows how. Far, and even if you look at the the self entitled, <laughs> even if you look at the self entitled album from Jackie from Motown, the the songs that immediately I just shuffled and the songs that stood out was Did I Blow Your Mind This Time, which is a cover from I can't remember the seventies group that originally sung that. It was that cover, but it stood out because I immediately heard Michael Jackson in the background doing the vocals, and his voice is just so commanding. The whole album is better than, to me than the 89 album. So, so to me, that album from 73 is much better. Um, but that did, didn't I blow your mind this time? You can hear the J5 harmonies coming through, and it's like, oh, this should have been a single. Michael, man, he comes in so hard. He just so comes in so hard. Well, I was, I missed the first part of this Jackie conversation. That's unfortunate. I will say that on the 89 album, Be the One, one of the songs that really stood out to me was, and I, the only reason I clicked, I clicked on it second after Stay, which was the very first track, um, was Who's Loving You Now? Because it, it reminded me of Who's Loving You by Jackson 5. Um, and I mean, that one's actually a, a decent bop. Um, but it was, again, a play on the stage kind of It sounded nothing like I expected it to sound like. What about you? Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was looking for a ballad. I was looking for something a little Smokey Robinson, Robinson esque, you know, something kind of slow, and you know. So when I clicked on it, it had a little beat behind it. I was like, okay, okay, I see you. Um, and it's not a bad song, but I mean, again, the reason I clicked on it second was because, um, because of the title. Do you think that? Uh... Oh, I, was about to, I was about to ask Alicia, did she listen to all of this one? Oh. I did. I, I listened to all of it except the, the remix of Stay because I couldn't get into that. Um, you didn't like Stay? I didn't like the remix. The last oh, yeah, the remix, that's why I said don't play the remix. It's a little bit much. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I thought it was solid. I was actually surprised because I, I even thought Jackie's vocals were a lot stronger than I thought they were going to be. Yeah. Um, it was cool. I agree with that. Did you have a song that you really, like if you could say this really should have, so he did have a couple of singles. I think we talked about which ones were singles. Um, Stay was one of them. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Do you think there was, what song do you think? So he had, his singles were Stay and Cruising. Um, the only songs that I made note of, which I guess stuck out, was Stay and Stuck on You. I thought it had a nice smooth jazz feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, he, it's not, it's not a bad effort. Um, it's no, a, not at all. It's like, I think Randall was saying, no, Lamont was saying, it's, it's stuck in it, uh, Randall, you were saying, it's stuck in its time. Yeah. It's stuck in its time. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a very 80s album. Yeah. Yeah. Like, late 80s album yeah, yeah. what are you saying yeah i agree with that i was gonna ask a, a tempo question because i feel like there was a lot of pressure to keep up with michael and janice dancing and maybe even i mean the i mean the brothers dance all the way from gary so they're gary. dancing too but video is that what you're gonna do say that again gonna show some of the stay video no i'm pull, i'm already moving on to randy but <laughs> you know i feel you uh I I didn't know that was where you were going that's all no but um we're not moving on we got to do ratings i know i know i'm talking about i'm queuing up randy literally <laughs> on my end of the computer <laughs> um but no i just feel like it's a tempo problem with all of these projects where nobody could really find the right pocket I think they, I will say this. I think they were trying to not be Michael. Definitely. Yeah. If you think about these projects less in the context of Michael and Janet and more in the context of Black R&B singers during that time, like a Freddie Jackson, like Jeffrey Osborne. Um, well, look at your face, right? Like these, these, or, or Luther, right? Luther had a really... <laughs> Freddie Jackson is a powerhouse. Freddie Jackson, y'all, people sleep. People sleep on Freddie. For real, for real, for real. Sleep. So, so if you think about these brothers' projects in the context of other Black R&B, well, what you might call traditional, quote-unquote, R&B singers of that time, they fit right in. Um, they're not, uh, they're keeping pace with, with the sound and of of that time, um, so they fit in well. Uh, it's just that Michael and Janet at the time were making these uh, genre defining um, and and well threshold defining like projects that stood out and stood the test of time. Yeah, I totally agree with what Randall just said because even in my notes, you know, even though this is a lot of these songs, I'm not gonna like save it on my Spotify. But I was like, okay, I can imagine this on the radio. I can cook to this. You know what I mean? So it, it was fine. I love it. I can cook to this. <laughs> you know I, what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's important. Look, you cook, you cook to Freddie Jackson, and then you clean to Anita Baker. Hey! Right. <laughs> yes! <laughs> 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 yes! 
listen, that's some date mood sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> I got something special for you tonight. I'm gonna play it while we cooking. <laughs> we'll even and then bam, bam, Marlon Jackson. And then Marlon through. comes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marlon Jackson. <laughs> Yo. Y'all laughing, but I can't remember whose interview I was watching recently where they were talking about my goal is no longer to get number ones. My goal is to make music people can listen to while they cook. And it just, it struck a chord because it's like, yeah, like my mama be like, Alexa, play, (laughs) whatever. And that's when you know that macaroni is about to slap. So I feel that. Yeah. So we doing ratings for uh, the good boy Jackie. Yeah, two. What you got? I give Jackie a strong three. All right, Randall. What you got? Uh, not applicable because I have not listened to this yet. Okay. Uh, Lamont, what you got? Um, I give him a three based on what I've heard. Uh, Alicia, what you got? Three. All right. Uh, and I'm also going to give it a three. And 1.5, what you give me? I just want to be contrary, so I'm going to give it a four. A four. Right. Push the average up. And I do want to say, in listening to, to the, the Jackson the Jackson Brothers music, it everything you guys are saying, kind of how they're being compared to Michael, and they're, you know, this is a, an 80s album or whatever. I think about like in the last podcast we talked about the um, the show um, that they did for A and E, and in that when they were talking about working with Jimmy Jam um, uh, and Terry Lewis, they were saying, you know, well we don't want to bite Janet's style, we don't want to bite so and so's style, and I think that was always um, I think that kind of a attitude for everyone except for maybe Jermaine, I don't know. Um, kind of kept them from working with some of the, the the better producers or the better people that, that maybe could have You think that was the problem? <laughs> I'm trying to help everybody out because they're going to listen to this podcast and they're going to say user 1.5 was on our side. Look, <laughs> you don't matter. I think that, you know, I think that they did, I think they limit themselves in a lot of ways. I think they wanted to be different, but I think they also were still very cognizant of, of their siblings and what their siblings were doing and they didn't want to step on anybody's toes they didn't want nobody to call katie and tell on them you know so well i also want to say that in jermaine's ex-wife book she said they were <laughs> they would go with jermaine y'all jermaine said so he needs his jermaine, own episode jermaine's ex-wife said that they were super competitive and that if one had four kids the other had to have five but she talks about how competitive they are. And so I definitely believe, and they came from that competitiveness in Motown. So I don't think they were deferring to each other. I think they were trying to beat each other. My thing is, and I don't know how this fits, but my thing is I feel that they all should have maybe went into like a, a dark contemporary lane because I feel like they were possibly going to pop maybe. And I feel like they should have went to a, maybe a different lane and what they were in because I feel like they were competing with Michael and Janet and they shouldn't have been doing that. So. Right. How old was Jackie when his album came out? I'm sorry? Like, how old was Jackie when his album came out, to your point? I think he was like almost 40. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's cool, but 
you got to move and do something different. You can't do what your 30-year-old brother is doing. Yeah, exactly. I agree. She talked about that. They are very competitive as brothers, so I don't think that they were giving it. I think now they have learned to give each other space to be successful and not try to crowd each other's space. And I think they learned a part of that from Michael because Michael did not care. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about, me and Ash were talking about how Michael wouldn't allow Jermaine's song, Tell Me I'm Not Dreaming, to be released as a single that could chart. And that's in another book, um, Michael Jackson, Inc., where it talks about how Jermaine, Michael pretty much stopped that from happening so that it would not compete with his singles at the time because Thriller was out. And, and that's a bop. And we were like, that's messed up. That's a bop. You know, at the end, of, I love Michael. That's my guy. But dang, that's your brother. You just going to not let him be successful. You're on the track, too. Major bop. Mm-hmm. Michael's so, like, fuck all that. Thriller is booming. Not there yet, but we're going to get there with words to the bad. But it's, it's, there's so much interplay in their relationships, even in how they release their music and what they were doing. And Michael is almost like the center of everything. Yeah. All right, so I think we're ready to roll to... Well, wait a minute, y'all. Let's just backtrack. I, I need everybody to do one more roll call on Randy's album. Wait, we didn't even get to Randy. We still on Jack. I'm sorry. Marlon. Marlon. Just so we're oh, still- we're going all the way back to Marlon? I didn't write it down, so I don't remember. Because I've been drinking. <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing a lot of things. I gave... I gave did I listen? Yeah. I think I said three. Three? All Alicia right. gave yeah. one. We remember that. No, she got a chance to revive if she want. What you want to do? One or two? It ain't going to be no well, name. No pressure. No pressure. Well, I mean, it ain't going to be her name. It ain't going to be next to it. Just put two. Point. I don't want no email. <laughs> really do point five. Stay with you. Look, you better stand on your principal's girl. Come on. Um, look at her. Randall, what did you call it? What did you say it was? What did I say? I don't want to, I'm asking you. Just keep watching the video. <laughs> well, I, I, I was saying, I was, I was saying that he had, he was working hard. He was selling the song. <laughs> That's what four? I was saying. You say four? For for Marlon's album? Yeah. Yeah, I said three. You said three? Okay. Yes. Them need oh, all right, Marley. Mute now. That's a this is a bop. You want me to take it off mute? No, no. <laughs> uh, user two, what'd you say? Two. Uh, what? I think she said two. Well, you said two. Two. Please. Michael is a five. Use the one point five. Oh, because he showed up at the studio. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and give him a two. <laughs> damn it! Damn you! <laughs> I'm gonna give him a four <laughs> because otherwise, average is a two. will be a two point five. And I'm just can you just give him his 2.5? That's a B. I, I need to think about it. I'm telling none of y'all niggas on 
on the line. He got that honest. He got that two point five honest. I don't know why you acting like he did. Alicia was being kind because she knows she felt that her spirit a one. Don't be dishonest. Marlon gave us a two, and it's still straight. He gave him a five. Give him Lamont. What did you give him? I gave him a five. Cause y'all being shady. Exactly. <laughs> Lamont saved Marlon single handedly. Look at that. Look at this. Look at this performance. This is real. Come on, Marlon. Yes. Oh, Snake giving it to you. He giving it to uh-uh. all y'all. Look at that. The 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 users uh that are listening can't see what we're seeing, but please click the show notes and watch. The performance of Marlon Jackson in 1987 on Arsenio Hall. Giving a performance better than anything Michael and Janet ever did. Yes, Marlon. I swear to God, Janet weeped. <laughs> let me um, let me unmute it for the for the live. You need a little live. Work is sick. You felt that. Yes. Yes. Now, if we want to rate his performance, I give that a three. That's a ten right there. That's a ten performance right there. <laughs> you know what? You can change it to a three. Let's put his whole album package together. That's Michael's bad over there in the corner. <laughs> He's always looming. Looming. <laughs> So do you want to change to a three? This is your only chance to change. If you want to change your vote, you should change it now. Let me it. clarify what I'm doing. I am rating uh, Marlon's whole package. That means uh, the process of putting together a track list, uh, getting it mixed. Showing up to he, uh, he was able to get right. booked on Arsenio. He had a video. The video had a budget. He obviously had some type of choreography. Um, Isn't he a choreographer? For the Jacksons. Okay. I'll give him a three. We would, I wouldn't call the Sandman on it. You're going from a two to a whole point. (laughs) I gave him one point because I needed Arsenio. All right. Without Arsenio, it's a two. Okay, we're going to keep it there because that's not fair. No, we're not giving nobody else video considerations and whatnot. That's incorrect. Did we give video considerations? Yes, we did. That's not true because he's a 4.5 and video considerations takes him down to a 2. Get it, baby. Get it, baby skewed his average with me. Period. I think he I think he can have that shitty video with Get It Baby. Rating the album, not extraneous things to the album. That's incorrect. Get it, baby is terrible. Let me tell you, you, you're going to stay at 2 unless you want to give the album a 3. I want to give the package a three. I want to give the album a three? I want to give the album a two. All right, thank you. All right, all Keep right. Pushing. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's finish watching our city. She's smart. On. She know how to talk. She know what I'm saying. Go ahead, two. All right. Uh, it looks like it's time for us to move on. Uh, did you get your average yet, or, or do we need to do a drum roll? Did you reveal the average for Marlon? I mean, I mean for, yeah, for Marlon and Jackie. Well, go ahead, continue. I'll tell you later. We'll keep it moving. Yeah. All right, it's time for me to pull up some uh, 
Randy and the Gypsies. Uh, I gotta be honest. Uh, I enjoyed Randy and the Gypsies. Um, I listened to the full album. User one, did you listen to all of Randy and the Gypsies? I love that album. So yes. User one point five. I did not listen to any of Randy and any of Gypsies, so that's a no. Lamont, have you heard any of Randy and the Gypsies? I've heard, uh, I believe, two two singles. And I think that just based on those two singles, I think he was the most successful artistically than all of the brothers. I haven't listened to Randy and the Gypsies, but uh, I have to say in, in recent weeks, I want to say, um, listening to more Jackson songs with Randy's voice on them, Randy probably has my favorite voice out of all the brothers outside of Michael. I have a question because I was confused because I don't really know anything about the Gypsies. Is Randy singing lead? In all these songs, that, like all the male uh, vocals are Randy. Yes, I think he's singing lead on every single one of the songs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, good job. Can we talk about how fine Randy is, for real quick? Mm-hmm. Ooh, Randy is a cute Jackson. Oh, he's fine though. I'm watching this video right now, like. Damn. You feeling Randy? Uh-huh. No cap. No cap. But yeah, running man hard too. Yeah. He not like so I think what made his album successful was that he reached outside of his his influence with his family. These gypsies ain't Jacksons. <laughs> yeah. And I think that made the big difference. He's such a good writer. I think we talked about some of that. This dude was writing hits at 16. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, some of the Jackson's biggest hits, Randy was, yeah. Yeah, this dude was writing hits at 16. Him and Mike, and you can hear in some of his false. His falsetto was the second best to Michael. To me. I I just said that. He got my favorite voice out of the brothers, outside of Michael. Yeah, he's his his falsetto is for real, and he really did seem to not try to say, I I don't need to like ride Michael's coattails. I'm talented in my own. I think he knew that. Yeah. I said Randy should have showed up in Morganton if Jermaine was gonna be there. And he got that booty. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That dude got that booty too. This day he got that booty. That booty pop he do in um body girl. I love your body. Uh uh-uh. uh. Your body. Yeah, that booty pop he do in that video. Yeah, Randy's always been a snack of sorts. But um it was a lot of gypsies on the on the cover of this album. I count two, four, six band members with Randy up front. Um I think I the only other voice I heard singing a lead was the woman. Um I think she sang on one of the slower songs but i really liked uh love you honey which is the one he had the video uh that i mean i just had the video up for love you honey um and perpetrators which was the first song was kind of bop too 
I liked um, the love we almost had. I thought that was very nice vocals. I agree. I really like that song too. Yeah. Um, I also like Not Because of Me. And I didn't hear that one, sorry. Oh, that one is really good. It's a, I don't know why he didn't release it. It didn't even give you the part that bops. That's probably why they didn't release it as a single. It took too long to get to the to the. Juice. Let me ask. Let me ask y'all this. Like, look at that album cover. I feel like somebody could release that today. Oh, facts. Like that's so, like such a, like a, a maybe a grunge neo soul like alternative R and B sort of look. Like Randy, I feel like Randy was on to something. I think Randy was in his bag. And it was before we were letting, uh, I, I don't know, him in particular, get in his bag, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what happened with this energy. Uh, he should have kept it, though. It was good for the culture. Agreed. Brand- Randall. What's up? Did you get to listen to this? I did not, except for Love You, Honey which I love, so I haven't heard anything else. But I think that's the real, like, the best, first of all, that song takes, at some point when they get in the groove and they take a break, you really hear the musicianship of the guys he's and gals he's working with. And mm-hmm. it's like, it really is a bop. It is like, that's like, to me, the best song on the album. I like Perpetrators. I think the whole album has something to give. And when I tell y'all, it was so hard to, I had to go to eBay, Amazon, everywhere, to say, where can we find this thing? I found one album still wrapped on eBay. It was like 30 bucks, which is not bad at all. Um, but it's hard. if you can find a copy, go buy a copy. It is not out there just willy-nilly, the vinyl. Um, because it's kind of obscure, but I think it's kind of an obscure treasure and worth the investment um, as one of the Jacksons. It's a really good album to me. I feel like this might be an instance of maybe randy went too hard in the i'm not a jackson um by saying randy and the gypsies and maybe the name just threw people off i don't know what i was expecting listening to this album even after hearing love you honey just because of that name so that that might have really been the problem just a branding issue so you think he was trying to separate himself from his brothers and his family name at that point I mean, to the point that we were discussing before, where everybody else is demanding the Jackson is prominently placed on the album cover. Maybe he was just like, fuck all that. Matter of fact, I got this whole different group of people. You ain't going to see none of them niggas you usually see me with. And they're gypsies. I mean, I don't know. I, I just feel like he decided to take a hard left. Alicia, did you like it? Um. I think I, my my batteries were starting to wear down internally because I had listened to all Jacksons all day today. So I only made it through half of the album, but I was pleasantly surprised by just his vocals alone. 
um, perpetrators gave me like Bobby Brown vibes, and I was like, okay. yeah, that's so on point. Yep, yep, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like, did they bump heads at some point? Because it was re- <laughs> like it was really close. It was very similar yeah. energy. Did it give you like my prerogative sort of? It yeah. absolutely gave me that. Yeah. yeah. Lamont, did you get a chance to listen to it? Um, not the whole album, but the, the singles that I heard, I, I really loved. Yeah, they're good, right? I mean... Yeah. I think he was, I think, like I said before, I think he's the most um, successful artistically, you know, with the exception of Michael, of the brothers, in my opinion. I, I co-sign that 100%. I, I would listen to his album, to me, I would listen to his album above all others for solo efforts. Yeah. That's that new Jack swing I love. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's give the ratings. Let's go. Lamont, what you got? One through five. I give him a five, and that's not just for effort. I I really think he, yeah. I'm going to co-sign that and put me down for that. Uh, Alicia, what you got? Three? Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what you got, two? I really like Randy's project. I, sh- I, sh- Ugh. Ugh, Randy. <laughs> what you got? We'll come back to you. Uh, so I as I have already stated, I did not listen to any of Randy's music. All right, so However, you N.A.? He gets a five for the booty. Ooh, that girl. <laughs> body. That uh-uh. booty that we move and move. Body. Give him five. Put the five uh, down. All right. Uh, Randall, what you say? I'm excited to get into this album based on the couple joints that we've listened to. Um, I'm going to give it a four just off the strength. Um, but it sounds like it's going to end up being a five. So right four down for me. All right. Two. This is the part that gives me, this is the part that I'm trying to decide what to give him the final number. Hold on, hold on. We have to experience this together. I love it, Randy. I love it. It's a five. I'm going to tell you another reason why I'm giving it a five other than that little breakdown. You can sing that song in church. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. (laughs) What service? It's not because of me. It's not. Oh, God. Because of the Lord. Oh, God. If Kanye can do it, Randy can do it. <laughs> Randy is saved. He just gave us this hit that can be used in a dual capacity. I appreciate it. Give him a five. Man, okay. Y'all gonna hit y'all gonna love these numbers. All right. And I told y'all, like, this is where we didn't want to be unfair. Jermaine does have the most 
albums of all them, including Michael. He really did put out a lot of work that he felt strongly he about. He, he had a lot to say. Mm -hmm. And so we're not trying to be disrespectful <laughs> to that reality, but he was disrespectful. So we will disrespect <laughs> him at one point in time. And so let's just get into it. Use it um, to happen. Oh, I, I would have liked to start. Um, I like, let's, um, what is it? Let's get serious and don't take it personal, but he gets a one for a word to the bad. So one. Lamont, I'm going to stick with you on that one and go ahead and put my name down for the one. I want Lamont to dig deeper into this. Uh, he was being petty, jealous, um, <laughs> mad because his career wasn't where Michael was. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, that's what he decided to do. And he gets a one. If I can go below one, I will go below one. How does that, Lamont, I'm interested to know your thoughts on how that either contradicts or coincides with um, Michael effectively stealing L.A. Reid and Babyface to work on Dangerous, the producers that have worked with Jermaine before. I think I think that was payback, right? On Michael's right. part. Yeah, so. Okay. Producers ain't on. They go to the highest bidder, to the one they feel they can get them some hits for their songs. And they, yeah. and they, so Michael didn't owe him no, didn't owe him, he had been paying for him to live, I'm sure, for years. He didn't know. owe him anything. That is unfair. Who's paying for, who's paying for Havenhurst? The first name start with M, last name start with J. <laughs> Other person's name start with J, and last name start with a J. And I'm going to let you figure out who those two individuals were that were paying for Havenhurst. That yeah. part. And um, I, I feel like um, Jermaine has always thought of himself as a superstar in the family, and it's not, it doesn't really give that. So, yeah. I'm interested, well, let me, let me start over. I wonder if that, that long-standing tip came from, uh, you know, the origins of the Jackson 5 when Jermaine was singing lead and then Michael came along and then Joe was like, no, we're going to have Michael sing lead instead. I've always wondered that. I, I think, I, let me tell you something. When we watch it, if you guys haven't watched um, this A and E uh, documentary series on the Jacksons, please, please do whatever user two did to get that, that DVD to our house. Go order it on Amazon because it is worth whatever she paid to send it over here. Um, Jermaine is still crying, okay, some thirty years later over things that happened in the nineteen sixties and the nineteen seventies, like literally crying real tears. So. <laughs> so <laughs> when you ask if I mean look Ziggy out there talking about listen you, why you always so mad why you upset like we can't even play basketball because you got an attitude all the time so I, you know here's the thing yes he's still upset he's upset about things that happened back in Gary Indiana okay um, unfortunately nobody really cares <laughs> well I, I would say I would say that I understand why like based on the things that we know based on michael becoming the the lead singer of the jackson five based on uh we mentioned it earlier michael suppressing tell me i'm not dreaming to just be a promotional single and not one that charts uh michael doing things like uh after ending the victory tour 
then going on the bad tour and then having four backup dance well four dancers do all the same routines but they can't dance a scene like the Jacksons right and then stealing uh LA Rita babyface to work on dangerous like I can see why Jermaine would want to give him some bars okay so, time out okay because I came back let me ask you this though but as far as we know, and based on what everyone was saying, and based on what Katie was saying, they were splitting it even Stevens five, six ways on the on the victory tour. But who was doing the lion's share of yeah. the fucking work? Yeah. And so you know, I don't want to share with you, mother. Yeah. I don't want to share with you, bitch. Yeah. If I'm doing all the dancing and singing and sweating, that's real. And you just come do with a little harmony. Ooh, I don't want to. <laughs> Well, well, but that's what I mean, right? Like it's a it's a give and take. So like Michael ending the victory tour because I'm up here and they they wanna go on tour because they need some money and I just released the best, the biggest selling album of all time. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give I'm gonna get up here, hit my moonwalk, do my little shoulder shimmy, give them some bread, then I'm out. Like, I don't owe y'all nothing after this. And then, you know, the back and forth. So, like, I understand. You didn't want to do the victory tour, though. That's what I mean. He was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the U.S., but we ain't touring overseas. This the last show we doing, what, in November of, what, 84, I think it was. And I'm going to sit over here and then do my solo thing, all these things that I've not been able to do uh, the way that I wanted to do them because my brothers still want to record together. So I get it. Um, it's funny now, like hearing <laughs> hearing Jermaine release word to the bad. I'm like, damn, you really you really have something to say. And a phone call wasn't gonna cut it because Michael wasn't catching no phone calls. He ain't, you know, I'm not I'm not taking Jermaine's phone call. I'm I'm over here getting this artist of the decade being called the king of pop, rock, and soul. You know, hit my man's. Don't hit my line. Hit my man's line. I'm going to get to you when I get to you. Mike was ice cold with the shits. <laughs> he was. Like, you have to, like, even watching them, like, I keep going back to the series because that's really the biggest thing that we have at this point to see kind of their interaction with each other. Um, you know, when you're in a group, everybody's got to like the track or everybody's got to like the, the groove or everybody's got to like the way it sounds. Um, and when you're a solo artist, you get to make those decisions, what you like and what you don't like. So I think that, you know, for, I mean, it, it I don't think Jermaine's a bad artist. I think that he has a, a lot of bops. I think that he, a lot of bops, you know, I don't think he's a bad artist at all. I think that he, he allowed um, his personal feelings to get in the way of business because honestly did he really think that word to the bad was going to go that far did he really well, think that radio was going to play word to the bad i mean unless this is we on some messy type stuff but at that well, time you got to remember in the in in the 80s like michael was the biggest thing on radio on mtv on any like nobody's gonna rock that boat michael was the money maker so Jermaine Jackson gonna slide through with this and everybody's gonna be like, cool. Well, let me read y'all this because God had me open it right to the oh section my God. <laughs> of the book. In 1991, Michael was about to release the, the Dangerous album for which he had been paid $18 million by Sony. 
plus 25% of the retail price for every copy sold. That's money, baby. Wow. That's money. Wow. Everyone was expecting a blockbuster, and as usual, Michael was not about to disappoint. Word to the bad was mysteriously leaked to a radio station in Los Angeles several days before Black or White's official release, Shade. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Both singles, Black or White and Word to the Bad, were dropped off separately in the early evening at the same radio station. No, don't say brown paper bag. Brown <laughs> in motherfucking brown paper bag. That was Jermaine. That was Jermaine. What? What? No instructions. That's what the book say. No notes. No instructions. Lord. The station played both records first, black or white, then word to the bad, over and over. Those were the only two songs the disc jockey played. The telephone at Havenhurst began to ring as friends and business associates heard bad and reacted. Jermaine walked around strutting like a peacock. <laughs> peacock. That's what he said. With the peacock, I'm, right. read, I'm reading along with her. Okay, so y'all know that's the peacock right there. No, look, y'all, look, look at image. <laughs> interesting, interesting choice of words considering that the yeah. peacock used to be their logo in the 70s. I don't know if she knew that, but she got it on the she nose. Knew that. She thought them in his entire career, he had never had his music played so much on the air. And this is true. If you go look up Words to the Bad on YouTube, it's got over 50,000 views. That's far more than pretty much anything else Jermaine has done as a solo artist. Look at the, look at the wording on the Word to the Bad cover. Look at that. Yeah. Look at how... Wait a minute. Let me, let me finish that. He was invigorated by the controversy and loved the intrigue of how the songs were leaked. Clive Davis, the president of Arista Records, was less than pleased, as was Jermaine's producer. The following morning at 10 o'clock, Michael came up the driveway of the Havenhurst house. We watched his arrival from my bedroom window. Jermaine seemed to welcome the opportunity to confront Michael face to face. When LA and Babyface had disappeared from Atlanta and we discovered they were working for Michael, Jermaine made repeated attempts to contact his brothers. None of those calls were returned. This was the moment. He had to speak with Michael, and he seemed ready for anything. When Michael entered the house, he and Jermaine went into the trophy room. A second later, Catherine went in to mediate the discussion. <laughs> I remember Katie was coming through. <laughs> so let me tell you, I'm going to skip forward to their actual discussion. Michael says, I don't understand Jermaine. He was so, and Catherine says, according to her, according, this is all according to the, the ex-wife, he was so mean to Michael. Michael was crying at the way his brother was treating him. Michael kept repeating over and over, why, Jermaine, why did you do it? Catherine said Jermaine slammed his hand down on the table and said, you're just mad because it's my turn now. Somebody else is getting some spotlight. Wow. She said Michael just sat there and took the accusation Jermaine was handing out. When he did finally speak, it was only to repeat himself. I'm your brother. How could you write something like that about me? Jermaine never responded directly to the question, but rather talked about the fact that Michael had never called him back about the L.A. babyface affair. Michael said, please, Jermaine, according to her, obviously, 
please, Jermaine, don't release this song. It's not going to hurt my career, but it will totally ruin yours. My fans aren't going to care. Don't do it, Jermaine, for your own sake. Jermaine wouldn't listen. Mm-hmm. Boom. I got the shadiest lyric. She liked to preach in church. <laughs> All right, it says... Read! <laughs> it says, once you were made, you changed your shade. Was your color wrong? Yeah. Now, that's a... That's really petty because I wonder by this time if Jermaine and family knew about the vitiligo. Had to. I would assume they did. Um, in which case, like this was uh, obviously pointed to hurt Michael. So. Mhm. And I'm sure if he told Catherine, they knew. Right. Like, and I'm sure he told her almost everything. So I, there's no doubt in my mind that if he told her, because she, she, she seems to be the, the, the peacekeeper, the, the everything. She seems to be everything for them, for the brothers. Um, you know, they, they snitched on each other to her. They, they cry to her, and, and she'll be like, "Well, your brother, da da da." So I'm sure he knew. But I don't think he cared. I think he wanted he wanted what was just described in the passage that she she just read. He wanted attention by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine them not knowing. I mean, I I always think about those like behind the scenes pictures, you know, during the victory tour, and it's like all their makeup cases and everything, and they're putting on their makeup together. I mean, I, I'm sure it was just visually apparent like well and no one would say anything you know what i mean well i do know that um when janet talked about it she said that um of course michael told her and but she didn't say anything to the rest of the family because she said that she didn't know if her other family members knew so i will say that but Mm -hmm. i would assume that they did know though at least by 1991 yeah absolutely yeah like how you not gonna say nothing Jermaine is that he's so talented in his own right and he knows that right but he I mean I know in one interview he said something to the effect of you know any one of us could have been the star it just happened to be Michael that's right? not true like that's and but that's how he felt that's a lot <laughs> he released well all, all of them are talented though but that's how he felt he really felt like well they well, all the talent was equally but okay but are we going to talk about jealousy because i ain't heard nobody say no, that of course he was jealous my, and like and we know jealous. oprah who we know was a mess oh. asked did you ever this was actually one of the good questions she asked did you ever feel jealousy from your brothers i really feel he covered for particularly jermaine yeah absolutely well, you know, Michael didn't want to cause any more issues than what there already was. I mean, look, Michael, this is Michael's thing. He go home, tell I, I can't be disturbed. Did they have an appointment? I don't have an appointment. They can't come see me. Like, he would shut people down in a heartbeat, you know? And then he'd just go out there and save face. I think they come from that old school black family, too, where you keep your problems in the house. Right, you don't tell everybody, you know, that we fighting and that we just, you know, had a fist fight outside before we came on stage, right? You know what I mean? Like, right, feel right. that generation where you keep the problems at home, you don't tell people. So, even when Michael was talking about Joseph, right, um, and when Oprah asked him in that 1993 interview about the abuse or the alleged abuse, I guess I should say, y'all, 
don't come tweeting me about nothing foolish. Um, you know, he was just like, you know, he was very dismissive almost of it. Um, and not until he was really pressed did he start giving like yes and no answers to her question. Word to the bad was a mess. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't think he anticipated that song um, standing the test of time. It's definitely a blemish. Um, is, it, is it fair to say that he was his career had tanked after that? Because if you look at the cadence of how Jermaine was rolling out material, it was fine. Like he was good, even after um, the situation with "Tell Me I'm Not Dreaming." Like he was fine in making sure that he was dropping songs and charting and always getting approved for a budget so i think you i think he was mad about tell me i'm not dreaming i would be too I, i'm mad about it yeah I, I, don't, a good song. I don't disagree with that i think michael was wrong on that like don't mute his success simply because he's competing with you right you're also on the the track so i mean there was no reason to do, to me, there was no reason to do that. And Mike was sneaky and would go behind people's back and do stuff. It's the same way with the whole screen thing with Janet. There's this whole other conversation about how he didn't want her to see him practicing and all this other stuff. It's like, dude, calm down. I'm not saying Michael was right. He wasn't. But what Jermaine did was just over the line. Yeah. Interesting note that uh, TLC was on the track, too, and I'm pretty sure Left Eye wrote that rap. Mm. Yeah, I know that. They were on the track? But they weren't on the diss track. They were on the original track. Right. Oh, oh okay. I know that. You know, here's the funny thing. There's a diss track. There's an original track. Jermaine leaked the, as he said he didn't, but he did. He leaked the diss track. Y'all just blew my whole mind. You know? know. <laughs> yeah, go look, go look the details up on uh, Wikipedia. Left Eye is listed as a writer. Yep. Wow. On the original track, there are two tracks. Right, right, right. Wow. Yeah. But the, the sad thing about this whole conversation is, and I'm not a Jermaine Jackson fan, y'all, for real, but he's talented, like I keep saying, but all we're talking about is word to the bad. That's how badly he screwed himself. You yeah. know? Like, out of all, listen, y'all know that Tell Me I'm Not Dreaming, that's a bop. Uh, Dynamite, that's a bop. Don't uh, take it personal. But like you jam. can name the but I mean you everybody knows let's get what you do. But it's, it's, you can't even talk about that because as soon as you say word to the bat, every Michael Jackson fan, you don't have to be a Michael Jackson fan. Anybody that's ever heard a Michael Jackson song and kinda liked it a little bit, it's like, mm. Yeah. And that, I think that that's sad because he's he's actually very talented. He's he's nice on that bass. He's he's a, a, a wonderful backup singer, and you know a second lead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate her. But put your fingers down. But we can't. <laughs> <laughs> but like we can't even talk about that because everybody's trying to figure out what's going on with words. It was bad. a bad song. It was yeah. a bad business move, is what it was. I don't care how much you hate Michael. Michael Joseph Jackson. You know what you do? You release another another album because it seemed like he was getting budgets like Ashley King's <laughs> Unlimited budget. Add <laughs> somebody on budget and go on about his business. Yeah. 
And now we sit here talking about word to the bad, which wasn't even a great track. <laughs> it was a lot of passion in that track, though. It was a lot of passion. And I think he was really angry at Mike. He said, like, look at the lyrics. You know, you only care about yourself. You know, it's about your throne. It's about your empire. You don't care about nobody else. I try to be a good brother to you. I believe he felt all this. I think it was wrong, but that's his truth. I think it's wrong. Well, he should have recorded it, put it on, uh, what, oh, what year was it? Put on the CD, okay, <laughs> and listen to it in his house. By his- <laughs> what you don't do, do is drop it off in a brown paper bag like some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a brown paper bag. All right, so who listened to the greatest hits of Jermaine? We, we tried to condense it into the greatest hits that they had online. Anybody listen to that? No, I actually oh. dove into one particular album, um, but I didn't catch the greatest hits. Yeah, I didn't listen to the greatest hits. I listened to, uh, or I went on Spotify. And, you know, if anybody has Spotify, it'll give you, like, the top five tracks from that artist yeah i did that too all right so what's the verdict what do you like alicia um obviously tell me i'm not dreaming uh do what you do um i I guess let's get serious dynamite's a bop i just gotta divorce it from the actual video (laughs) 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 um so yeah but, okay, before we move on, because Spotify played this, did anyone know he had a song called Escape from the Planet of the Ant-Man? What? It's literally a song about being abducted by alien ant-men. And when was this released? Is this for, like, um, a soundtrack or something? No, it's on his album, the one where he has the little Michael jacket on. Wow, that's, that's a highly conceptual yeah. song. You need to listen to it right now. I guess that was his thriller. And then we can rank. That was his thriller. Right. That was his thriller. Oh, wow. It is Escape from the Planet of the Ant-Man. Lord. It's right after Tell Me I'm Not Dreaming. I've heard it. Yep. Ashley. And I heard Alicia okay. when I walked okay. away. All right, cool. See, this is what happens when y'all don't listen to the album in sequential order. It's right after Ashley, Tell Me I'm Not Dreaming. That, you- song, that song, when I was a kid, I, I was like, what the fuck are we about to listen to? It is and- on the same album as Tell Me I'm Not Dreaming, and it's insane. Okay, fine. Right. insane? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, now I gotta go listen to it. Now I feel obligated to. trying to like exercise his storytelling ability. I don't know if he was a writer on this, but that's what I got. Like this shit starts with like starships. I don't need anything after that, actually. No, I think we got it. We're good. So was that supposed to be like a thriller sort of situation? I think so. And he was trying to do an alien vibe instead. It's literally natural narrating how the aliens came and what he said to them and like all this stuff like yeah. mm. 
Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not a bop. As much as I can say he defended Jermaine's ass, but they, here, here we come out with some Ant-Man. I'm going to hush. I'm going to hush for the rest of the night because I try to defend this man and he <laughs> album that he did act he had a really good album in precious moments right yeah that's the, that's the one album that i did listen to precious moments is fire yeah what, what's on that one is that the one with um don't take that the joint, that no precious moments got got it got the duet with whitney houston got okay. words into action got um i think it's love um it got it got a couple more on there. I was like, damn, this on here? Uh, which made me yeah so that's the one which made me think of when michael was trying to get whitney on bad to do that duet but wasn't able to do it i thought that was an interesting wrinkle i think at this point i think ooh, was he still on arista at this point and that's how nippy got the plug through clive i can't remember mm -hmm. so it if that was the situation, then Jermaine would have been able to easily block that because based off of what I read in Robin's book, Jermaine asked for Whitney. Well documented. I'm ready to rate Jermaine. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. Lamont's already well documented for like a negative. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Lamont gave, I'm going to give. So it don't even really matter. Just, so that's two negatives. I feel it. I I struggle with is word to the bad so bad that it cancels out. Do what you do. And yeah, that it that is correct. Um, well, well, let's start with you too. What you got? Morally, Jermaine gets like a two. Okay. What about his body of work, though? Just what you. What you've heard, none of us, I think, have listened to the thousand songs he's recorded. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of them, though. Uh, I don't know how that, what that makes me, but uh, four. Okay. So you're at four. All right, Alicia, what you got? I'll go with three and a half. Three and a half? Being generous. Yep. All right. Lamont, what you got? Oh, it's still a one. All right, me too. <laughs> yeah, I had already read it down. I had already wrote it down. <laughs> okay. We both were already written down for that one. All, All right. right. Use two. Okay. I mean, one and a half. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I deduct word to the bad. But you can't because it's a part of the body. Ugh. But that's one song out of the 152,000 that he's written. Uh, and produce and release it to this world. Um, I got to give Jermaine a solid. Ooh, words to the bad is gonna take take a point away, so he's a three. 
Randall. Let's let's go let's go with um uh, let's go with a four for Jermaine. Um he just he got so many hits uh, that are undeniable. I can't I can't take I only thing I can take away from him for damn sure is obviously worse than bad. But he got he got the joints that like, when I put him on in the kitchen, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm singing let's get serious while I make some chicken noodle soup. So it's all it's all G. I really hate y'all using "Let's Get Serious" because <laughs> a whole movie wonder is on that track. It's still there's a version where Stevie takes Stevie off, and Stevie also wrote the track. Right? Am I wrong? Stevie. I mean, the J Five was on his. Um, oh my gosh! Do you prefer you Let's Get? Do you prefer tracks? Let's Get Serious to Just Good Friends? Let's do that. Right. Come oh, on, absolutely. man. Stop. Dang. Absolutely. Just Good Friends. Alone. I'm just saying it's a Stevie track with a Jackson. They both have him it's on Stevie a track. Stevie was trying to be fair to everybody. Which one do you like better? It's just a simple question. I thought we weren't going to bring Michael into this. He's always in Michael. it. He's always about- in it. All right, so Jermaine. so I guess and we Michael. need to redo the whole scale because Michael is a five. We're not rating Michael's yeah. of the eighties. We're not even talking about them, them, them masterpieces. We're talking about these others. So then we can't talk about Michael in the scheme of things. I'm talking about a track. Let's let's just and just good friends. Which, just good friends. Okay, just good friends. Lamont said just good friends. Alicia, what you say? Get me for a moment. <laughs> All right, Randall, what you say? Are we talking about just good friends today? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I'm not participating in this. Just you just wanted to bring up Stevie Wonder and start some shit, and I don't like I'm it. I'm trying to start no shit. I'm saying which track is better, just get serious, or let's get serious, or just good friends. I'm going with um, get it, and that's my final answer. <laughs> That is correct. That is a correct answer. <laughs> okay. Stamped. It's fine. It's fine. And I'm going with whatever Randall said. No one's gonna get it. Oh, no. Go Randall. I mean, I'm just, okay, I'm going to leave it what it is. It seems to be a, a, a an, 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 um, what's the word? You're being unfair. Okay. okay, I'm being unfair. You can't put Michael in the category with any of these. Why guys. not? Are you saying he's so superior he can't compete with his brother? Yes. That is correct. Okay, period. <laughs> That's period, Pooh. All right. So you have to compare a Michael song with another Michael song. You know what I'm saying? You can't compare a Michael song with Jermaine. Can, song. We, can, can, we, can we care who wrote Okay, it? can we compare Michael songs with Janet's song? No. Yeah, we no. can. Let's get after it. No, you cannot. You actually can because I have a party to go to. Yeah, in theory, yes, you could. You can compare Janet songs with Janet songs and Michael songs with Michael songs because they're two totally Time different out. artists. Lamont, can we compare Michael songs with Janet songs? Uh, why, why are we doing that? <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> okay, we can't do it then. Alicia, can we do it? No. Can't do it. That's that's a no. No. Randall. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm passing too. <laughs> She's just throwing out names now. She's just trying to be contract. Why are y'all scared? We can't. No, you cannot. That's like trying to compare Justin Timberlake with Michael Jackson. Who's going to do that? That don't even make no damn sense. That's easy. Michael's going to win. That's what I'm saying, though. I don't it's like that comparison. Yeah. You're comparing, you're comparing Michael to Janet? Is that what's going on? No, they compare Justin to Janet, which really upsets me. Oh, absolutely. But, but were y'all comparing Michael to Janet? That was the That's question. That's what she's trying to do. Here's, here's somebody, a friend of mine brought this up maybe a couple years ago, and I thought it was true as hell. I'm interested to know y'all's thoughts. Michael had better songs but Janet had better albums look at Ashley I, I felt something there there was something the yoke is there the yoke is there um, if, you, if you're thinking about you know the, the obviously the record breaking singles that Michael released uh, over his career um, the so the albums that they came from are effectively a collection of songs um, uh, aimed at being the best collection of top 40 songs that he was able to create in the time that he had to craft the album as opposed to Janet who during you could say from Control to I mean, how, whenever you want to end it, there was more of a narrative. Um, not necessarily constructed to tell a story from song to song, but the, they, uh, the person that was making this argument was saying that they're more cohesive projects. I feel I something there. Yeah, yeah. There's something to that. And that's not a knock at either of them, but I right. understand where they're coming from. I was like, damn, I never really thought about it like that. That's really deep, because, I mean, Michael, as the king of pop, really was trying to make hits. Like, no matter what is on the radio right now, I need to be able to drop something that's going to shut everybody down. Mm-hmm. Um, a, and also be able to perform that in massive arenas because the demand was just so high and do it all over the world. So, I, and, I, and I feel like Janet was more and always will be a mood. Like, she's just a mood. And I think she's a culture shifter in a different way. And, and I think there's something to that point. I take my cue from Lamont. Lamont, what do you think? <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> okay, so it's a whole different, it's not a comparison piece. Yeah, but I, I agree that, um, you know, Michael... You know, Janet's conceptually, her albums were probably the better of the two. I could agree. I think Bad conceptually was all over the place. Even if it was a good album, it was just like, okay, well, it's a lot of different places we're going here. And that's cool. But you knew he was trying to top Thriller. So you knew that he was trying to figure out the formula. Yeah. And that's not it. It's like you just got to do the music you love. And I think that's why the A team and the B team have so many clashes because, you know, Mike was trying to top Thriller. So I could see that. And I could see where Janet didn't have those sort of pressures because she wasn't the biggest selling artist of all time. Yeah. So you, you take take it down a notch, you know, and you can kind of do as you, 
takes the pressure off. It's like, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to be that. And there's no shade to that. It's just I don't have those pressures that he has to top yeah. himself. I can see that. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I can see that. And Jan is definitely a mood. I mean, Control, Rhythm Nations was my favorite album. So, I mean, Control, I mean, was, I mean, you felt that whole, like, you know, by Joe. By Joseph, you know what I mean, like the whole. <laughs> you know, and then the really and it was so socially conscious, and it was. I mean, it was. You know, I I ain't saying that y'all don't catch me saying nothing about about Jane because I love me some Janet. So, I feel that Jen is a whole mood. Depending on what mood you in, is what album you put on. Yep. You right? Absolutely. Mm. About to light some incense right now, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> the cue day <laughs> well it was a pleasure uh wading through this material with y'all do we have a final total how you want these red from from best from top to bottom or bottom to top bottom to top let's go all right bottom to top well we're coming at a, 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 an average of 2.8 Two point eight is is fine. Two point eight is fine. That's real. Coming in at two point and and really what brought him down. Me and Lamont made sure he did not go far. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because you disrespectful and that's your family and you need to keep it to yourself a until you can figure eight. it out. So he got lower than Marlon's album. <laughs> yep, sure did. <laughs> oh, this is Jermaine that we're talking about. Yeah. Who do you think? This is Jermaine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that on that. Check. Oh wow. <laughs> um <come laughs> holding up the pyramid is Jermaine. <laughs> All right. Coming in at number two is is Marlon at three point two. You see what I'm saying? Ah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Marla oh, was the popular vote. Lamont needs to be on every podcast from now on. <laughs> he said good. <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> Y'all know. The way we talked about Marla's album, I want everybody to rewind to the beginning when we talked about Marla's It's going to get edited and won't y'all to tell me that that sound right. <laughs> Baby, no. Tonight. I'm gonna say Marlon sounds so good. Don't even worry about it. Not the the least of it. <laughs> Coming in at number three is Jackie Jackson with a three point four score out of five. Coming in at number four, well, coming in at a tie for the top spot are Tito Time and Randy and the Gypsies at four and a half apiece, and those are the two best albums from Jackson Brothers not named Michael released by that family. I agree. I'm okay with this list. Yeah. That works for me. That's it. I still feel some type of way about Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all have it. I'll finish. It is what it is. It's the Black Jackson estate. Yep. And uh, what song are we are we are we rolling Jermaine's latest single? out on this podcast you guys know jermaine released a single this month this past month oh, okay 
and we we want to make sure we give him some credit. We can't sing with him because we don't know the words, but <laughs> we're gonna roll it out on the credits because he's still putting out he's music, still putting out hits. Six in the eighties, hits might be aggressive. It's a live album out on Spotify of "You Are Not Alone" the musical. So you are not alone the musical tour. This is from JermaineJackson5.com. So Jermaine launched the You Are Not Alone musical in France. In the show, he tells the story of his family based on his memoirs and pictures and music, including performing When the Rain Begins to Fall, Do What You Do, the beautiful tribute song, Oh Mother, and the unreleased ballad, The First Time You Love. At the end of the musical show, Jermaine performs another 25-minute medley of Jackson classics, which gets the audience in the theaters on their feet singing and dancing along. Unfortunately, producer of the show, David Serrero, mistreated Jermaine during the tour and failed to meet the production standards as requested by Jermaine for the musical show. The musical show concept is being developed and planned to return to stages the way Jermaine intended and envisioned with high quality productions, including a full orchestra. So we were all wondering and Lamont, we have been vindicated <laughs> once again. <laughs> exactly. One man show. That's what it is. That is no longer a show. We just now have the music on iTunes. And if anybody wants to see videos, you can head on over to YouTube and see Jermaine singing Oh Mother. Okay. I'm not interested in that, but good luck to you, Jermaine. <laughs> and yeah. Go yeah, we got to have Lamont back on the show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody, we're going to give a final shout out. Who's on the call today? Give a sound out. Tell the people who you are. All right. I'm Alicia. Find me on Twitter at Forever Sequence. Yeah. Um, this is Randall. You can find me at The Rock Files everywhere. Okay. Um, I'm Lamont, and you can find me at ITHL123 pretty much everywhere. Boom. And user two, who are we? We are the Black. Jack Estate, we love you. Thanks for joining us. And to the brothers, if you hear this, we love you. We gave you a lot of streams, so we hope that check at the end of Q4 is nice from all the streaming services. All right, all right, Jermaine, take us out. <laughs> Who wants more Jermaine in the Ant Man?